everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Through the Gears podcast. I am your host, Anthony Bruno. And for those who were celebrating something this past weekend, I hope you had a great long weekend and a happy holiday to you guys. This past weekend featured the Food City Durst Race at Bristol Dirt for the NASCAR Cup Series. And while it is an interesting stop on the calendar, it is one that is also very divisive. Some believe that is a it is a great show of diversity for the NASCAR Cup Series, while some believe it is taking a step backwards for the evolution of the series as a whole, and that in this day and age we shouldn't be racing on dirt. Whatever your view is of this race, I hope you were able to look at it with an open mind, seeing as in the third running of this event, this was probably the best one and the most action-packed one. The Cup Series showed great potential for this next-gen car on dirt with their showing at Bristol, and it's had some questioning whether or not they should add look to add more dirt races on the schedule, and the possibility of maybe going to a more traditional dirt track instead of adding dirt to Bristol Motor Speedway. While all of these things are up in the air at the moment, looking at the race, it was a great race for action. While some early, a lot of early cautions upset the pacing, there wasn't really any carnage. It was more single car spins, drivers making mistakes, individual errors, those kinds of things, which are not bad per se. It just shows how difficult and how much skill it takes to be able to be quick and be stable in these conditions. And even with passing being difficult, the multiple lines that had developed over the course of the race to the point where there was barely even a cushion and guys were like Christopher Bell were basically running up almost touching the wall it gave us a lot of action a lot of stuff to look at even though the overtake count probably wasn't as high as maybe some would like on the topic of Christopher Bell, congratulations to him for taking the victory. And finally, in the third time of asking, a dirt guy has finally won the race. It has been a while, or on the last two previous attempts, it has been someone without any previous experience running dirt tracks that has taken the victory with Joey Logano in 2021 and Kyle Busch last year in 2022. So having someone who got their start in dirt racing and in the dirt scene take it is a little refreshing. And as Christopher Bell said in the pre-race, um, they needed to stop wrecking each other and that's what they did. They were able to race each other cleanly. All the dirt guys were able to kind of fight each other respectfully with the exception of Kyle Larson. But that's a little bit different. Um, but the dirt guys were able to kind of keep out of each other's way, so to speak. And it's kind of unfortunate for Larson. Kind of got tangled up early with Ryan Priest, Unintentionally squeezed him into the wall. 
then had a solo spin and I believe it was turns three and four that sent him down towards the back of the pack and in what looked like uh, retaliation from Ryan Priest, uh, Kyle Larson was sent for a bit of a ride, bounced around and uh, ended up out of the race with uh, I believe broken toe link. So un- unfortunate for him, but Hopefully, if this race does stick around, we get to see him compete for the win next year. Now, on the topic of the race returning, normally when Bristol Dirt comes around, before the race begins, you will usually hear a spokesperson or the president of SMI come out and say, Bristol Dirt will be returning for another year. Now, that didn't happen, and... It seems as though they're evaluating all options for not only the Bristol Dirt Race, but Bristol in the spring as a whole. And so it leaves this kind of weekend up in the air for NASCAR coming to the Easter weekend or around Easter weekend and what kind of race or what kind of event that can be put on Easter weekend. Now, moving on from the talk of Bristol to the talk of Martinsville, from one short track to another now, and Martinsville will see the return of series' most popular driver, Chase Elliott. Now, Chase has been out for six races due to a broken leg suffered in a snowboarding accident, and in the meantime, they have been... Josh Berry covering him for the Ovals, and Jonathan Taylor covered for him at Coda. But now we get to see the return of Chase Elliott, and the questions that arise around this return is, one, is he 100% and is he not trying to force himself back into the car too soon? And two, what will he be like when he returns back to action? Will he need some time to get back up to speed to the next-gen car? Or will he be one of those that hops back into the car and the rust is shaken off after probably about 10, 20, 30 laps? Something like that. But it'll be interesting to see. In terms of the Martinsville weekend as a whole, we get to see the return of the Xfinity series firstly and we get to see how this new short track package tackles the paperclip so far the short track package has shown some very positive results and despite the fact that Phoenix was still a bit of a dull race that's more on the track than the actual package itself But the last time this package was used at Richmond, it provided probably one of the races of the year. And I don't expect that to change with the Martinsville race. And I expect the short track package to definitely rival the intermediate package as one of the tracks or the packages to go to for some of the best racing in the series. 
So we'll see how all of this breaks down this coming weekend when the Cup Series and the Xfinity Series and the Truck Series heads to Martinsville. Now on to IndyCar, who are making their return this coming weekend with the Grand Prix of Long Beach. And much better sign that there's only two weeks in between races compared to the month that transcribed between St. Petersburg and Texas. And looking at the Long Beach event, before any wheels have been turned, there are some talking points to look at. Can Pato Award finally get into victory lane? Victory lane. He's had two back-to-back finishes or second-place runner-up finishes in back-to-back events so far this season. Firstly, with the issue at St. Pete, losing him the lead to Marcus Erickson, and then late race cautions and changing up in strategies allowing Joseph Newgarden to get back past him and secure the win at Texas in a race that he basically dominated. So can Award continue his consistency in staying towards the front, but also break the duck and be able to get his first win of the season? Another point to ask, which is, it's probably early for this one, but have McLaren finally join the conversation at the top of IndyCar because the last couple seasons it has been a two-horse race between Penske and Ganassi with Andretti and Andretti and McLaren not really consistently being able to add themselves to that but with this start that Pato Award has had and his teammates as well does that mean McLaren is finally putting themselves in that conversation for potentially a run at the IndyCar title. And lastly, the last point is, I think Andretti will continue to take another step forward here. And even though outside of Grosjean, they didn't really shake up the front too much, I think Long Beach will show that they will take another step forward in trying to announce their presence on this coming season. So that is it for this episode of the Through the Gears podcast. It has been a bit of a short one today, but Easter weekend didn't really provide us with much outside of the Bristol Dirt Race. Hopefully with the return of IndyCar, there's a little bit more to talk about next week. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Anthony Bruno. Take care and stay safe, everyone.